Hey guys, and welcome back to this next episode of Silver Lining Podcast. We're super excited to have y'all here today, and I'm actually really excited about today's topic. Me too. Um, today's topic, we are talking about how to read the Bible and like how like Ava and I read it. But like, first off, to say like there's not like a real or or a right or wrong way to read the Bible, but we'll just like say some ways to like read the Bible that might help. Um, so if you hear a dog in the background, that's Birdie. She can't go outside because my dad's doing mowing the lawn right now. So you might hear that too. So you might hear that too. So it's a little noisy today. Sorry or about me that. eating. Yeah, Spencer's also eating dinner right now. We kind of had to cram this one in, but I'm really excited to do this podcast. Me too. Okay, so before we start, I just want to preface, preface this podcast with this. So the Bible is such like a big book. A lot of times it's a thousand to two thousand pages, and so it's really hard to read that, to read it from, from cover to cover, you know. And so, um, breaking up the Bible into smaller chunks and more manageable chunks is always the best way to go about reading it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, since we're just a good, I, really okay, big. Yeah, I just need to stop reading. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. wait till we're done. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say before we start is reading the Bible is really important one to like develop your faith and understand how to live your life but also um, it models Christianity for us and shows us how to love and how to live a Christian based life and it also gives us answers to super hard questions um, through stories or verses that we can apply to our life Um, and for people who doubt the Bible or think that it's not 100% accurate Um, The Bible is 99.5% accurate, which is accurate than most textbooks. So It's accurate more than most textbooks. It's more accurate than most textbooks. So um, it gives us the most true account of Jesus' life that we can possibly get. That is, like, perfect. And, like, what Ava just said is that the Bible just shows us, like, who God is and, like, how to follow him. What? My dog. Uh I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> the Bible just shows us who God is and, like, his character and provides us with, like, proof and evidence of him. And then it also, like, teaches us how to live our life, which that's, like, the part that, like, I feel like I take out the most of it is, like, how I should live my life and, like, how what this verse says translates to, like, what I should do on the daily so that's basically what the Bible does. So Spencer and I both did a lot of research on this next part. So I looked at Sadie Robertson and Ben Stewart, or we both looked at Sadie Robertson and Ben Stewart, who you may know um, as public figures in the Christian world. Um, and they both talk a lot about reading the Bible and how to read the Bible and um just stuff like that. So I'm going to start with Ben, and then you want to do Sadie? Sure. Okay, so Ben wrote the book 
um, is the author of the book Single, Dating, Engaged, and Married. And this is where I got this um, advice from because I actually have that book. And in the single chapter, he talks about living a fulfilled single life. So really focusing on God during your singleness and um, devoting all your time or devoting your time to developing your relationship with God. And one of the ways that he recommended doing that is being in scripture. And he said to write out a chapter of the Bible, which sounds like a lot. And I started doing that and it seemed like a lot at first, but I kind of picked, I picked first John to start with, and it's kind of a smaller chapter of the Bible. And so I'll write out um, the text, like the Bible in one color in my journal, and then I'll write my thoughts on it in another color. And you can do like three to five verses a day. So it's really manageable, but I think that's really helped me. I think that's yeah. really cool. Um, I actually did try that, and it did help, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. But I found, like, another way. I'll explain it later. But, like, I think for people that, like, learn best by doing stuff, and, like, I think it's called, like, tactile learning, mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be, like, a good way because you, like, write it down, and it gets, like, in your head, like, you'll, like, understand the verse better because, like, writing each word, like, makes you, like, break up the verse. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what helped me. And, like, if I struggle with it, like, with a, like, chapter or verse, I'll still do that just to, like, break it up even more than, like, what I already did. And so I think that's, like, a really good way to read the Bible and just how Ben Stewart, like, said it. I think it's, like... Amazing. Solid gold right there. All right. Tell us about Sadie. Okay, Sadie Robertson, her, her like, not philosophy, I don't know the word. Her thoughts on it is that you don't have to have a quiet time if you don't, wait, if you don't. You don't have to have a quiet time if you don't like quiet. So when you're reading the Bible, most people, like, say, like, be alone, be somewhere quiet, be somewhere, like, where you can, like, not be with other people but like that's not necessarily necessarily true you can read the bible anywhere and like i hate the quiet and so like i'll read the bible with music sometimes like just like (laughs) this is weird and i just talked to my sisters about it but with like violin instrumentals (laughs) they hit different classical feels classical is the best so like it doesn't have to be like a quiet space to read the Bible. Do you have anything on that or too much? Um, I think one of the things that she said when she was talking about this, she said it in one of her um, podcasts. Um, she Whoa. was saying, <laughs> well, that's good podcast. She was saying, um, like, if your life is super chaotic, you don't have to force a time to be um, quiet, because like if you're if you don't have any quiet in your life, there's no sense of trying to find God in the quiet, because find God in the chaos, where which is like how you live your life. Yes. Another thing that she said about that, which is the next point, but um, it doesn't have to be in the morning, which I think most people think it. Like, it has to be first thing when you yeah. wake up. Um, so you don't have to read your Bible first thing in the morning if that's if you're not a morning person. Like if you're not fully awake, fully focused, first thing in the morning, do it when it fits your schedule best. I do it at night because I'm, like, a night person, and I find it most, like, rewarding when I do it at night because if I did it in the morning, I'd be, like, too tired to, like, read it, 
and I really probably wouldn't. So, like, if you're not a morning person, read it at night or, like, in the middle of the day, like, whenever. It doesn't really matter. You just have to, like, not, yeah, like, make time for it sometime in the day. Like, there's yeah. not a set time. And then our last point from C is do it whenever you can be most focused and get the most out of it. So that kind of goes along with the point I just said, like, if you're not going to get a lot out of it in the morning because you're super busy or you're just not a morning person, like, don't do it then. Do it at night when you're more productive or more, like, uh, re not relaxed, like, not as busy. So you have, like, time to take it in and, like, actually do Get what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, and when he says busy, he and I said this earlier, whenever it fits in your schedule the most, I don't mean it as in, like, whenever it's convenient to read the Bible or convenient to spend time with God. I mean it as in, like, whenever you're going to get the most out of what you're reading. And that might be really hard, but maybe you learn the best at, like, 12 o'clock, and that's when you need to, like, do your Bible study. And it's kind of a weird time during the day, but, like, you can cut out some time, you know, for God. Uh -huh. Always. So now we're just going to go through how each of us reads the Bible. And obviously our way isn't perfect in like the right way to read it. But just to give you all some ideas, because there's a million different things you can do. So Spencer, you want to start? I will, of course, go first. So when I'm reading the Bible, I, well, it depends. Right now, I'm like just reading chapter by chapter. And when I'm doing that, I'd, I'll read the whole chapter and then I'll go to YouTube and search, like, John chapter 3 on YouTube and watch three or four videos about, like, s someone explaining those chapters. And then I'll go back and read it again. And oftentimes I find stuff in those videos that I didn't, like, catch in the reading because I'm not very, like, reading comprehension Analytical. Is, is slow for me. <laughs> That sentence is slow for you, too. <laughs> and so I go to those YouTube videos. Uh, one of them, hold up, it's called... And then I'll just, like, read those verses and then, again, watch YouTube videos. And then occasionally, if, like, I still don't understand it, I will write it down, like Ava said. And then that kind of... I feel like that's how... I get the most out of the Bible and stuff. So for me, what works best for me is I will pick a chapter. Right now I'm doing John, first John. And I'll write three verses, like I said earlier, in one color, my thoughts in another, and then I like I read it, write it, read it, write it out, then read it again, and then write my thoughts on it. And I do that every morning, first thing when I wake up, because I'm a hundred percent a morning. I'm most productive in the morning. I'm not a morning person, but I'm most productive in the morning. And so I try to start my day with that and just um, do it in the morning. And then I'll kind of think about how I can apply what I just read to my life. And then I'll, I have these like questions that I ask myself that I sometimes journal and sometimes I just ask myself. And it's, um, what am I grateful for? So I try to say three or four things that I'm grateful for every morning. And then... Um, what I'm doing really well in my life, what I can improve in my life, and then what my goals are for that day. And then I'll go through my schedule because I'm a very much like 
list, check it off the list mm-hmm. person. So I'll go through my schedule in my head for the day. And then I'll pray, break it down, and then that's it. Then I'll go get ready for the day. Jesus on three, one, two, two three. three. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's what I do. Just me and Birdie in my room. That's what we do every morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, something else that, like, this p- previous week, I didn't have as much time at night to read my Bible. Well, I had zero time at night to read my Bible. Well, okay, that's wrong. I didn't have a Bible with me, and I had zero service on my phone, so I couldn't, like, pull it up. So when I had, like, an hour-long car ride to work or, like, to where I was going and I wasn't driving, I'd pull up the Bible app and read it then. So, like, you can always find time for God. And, like, it's not like, well, yeah, it's kind of like a bad excuse to say I don't have time to read the Bible because... I think you can always make time, even if it's staying up 30 minutes later. Or waking up 30 minutes earlier. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. So, like, there's always time. Okay, so we get that, like, starting a routine reading the Bible is really hard because I've gone through spurts where I read a bunch and then I don't read for a while. And I'm sure Spencer's been the same way. I have. And then, like, you get (laughs) bored of it sometimes. Yeah. And then, like... Those are, like, the hardest times is when you have to, like, persevere through those boredom spells. Because, like, sometimes just reading a chapter a day is like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, I barely understand it. What's Why going am I on? reading yeah. this? And so you just have to, like, persevere. So we have some tips to make reading the Bible become habitual and also um, make it, like, get the most out of it. So the first one is it's easier for you to read it every single day. So some I did some research because I like to have statistics or like straight up facts when I'm doing things like this. So people who read the Bible once a month, only 5% of the people consistently read the Bible once a month, like one time per the month. And then only 12% of the people consistently read it once a week. But 32% of the people read it every single day because they were less likely to forget about it throughout the week or, um, like, get distracted. So every single day, 32% of the people were able to stay consistent with that. That's pretty cool. I've never read that. Yeah. And then, um, go ahead, do the next the one. The second tip is to start, start small and gradually add more to your reading. And that just, like, helps it, like, I guess get started. Like, if you read like a whole book a day start to start with like that's a ton of reading and it's it'll be harder to get like understand and stuff so if you start smaller and have those like everyday um goals i guess mm-hmm. it'll make reading the bible a lot easier okay so the next thing is praying before you read so i used to do this a lot when I didn't really know what to read in the Bible, so I just prayed, Dear Lord, like, I pray that you'll guide me to the right pages. I mean, I know it sounds cringy, but, like, just so, I don't know, it just kind of starts the reading off in the right path. Uh, so st- I start with a prayer and end with one. Yeah. Well, I read at night, so I just, like, pray to go to bed. Like, I pray every night before I go to bed, but it's, like, right after. But still, I think it helps to pray. And then... The next thing I do a lot is I just journal my thoughts on what I just read because a lot of times when I, like, I can read it and I'll 
have the thoughts, but I don't remember my thoughts like a week later. So you can always go back and look at like what that verse meant to you. And another thing that I do with this is a lot of people don't write in their Bibles, which I totally understand why you wouldn't want to write in your Bible. But I don't think it's offensive or like, um, it's not like stomping on the flag or anything when you write in your Bible. So um, I annotate my Bible like no one's business because like I know the next time I read it, <clears throat> I'll have a different thought, but I want to be reminded of the other thoughts that I have. So. Yeah. Every time you read a verse, I feel like you read it in a different way as you read it the first time, and there'll be like completely different meanings. You'll be like, what the heck? This is so weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I don't know what number we're on, but another tip is to start with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John which those are probably the easiest books of the Bible to read. And they often, like, well, not often, they just, like, kind of the basics of Christianity, in my opinion. And, yeah, they're just So for those who don't know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the story of Jesus, but three different ways. And so it's cool for me to see, like, each of their different the same story pretty a lot of the same things but they say it a little bit differently each time so i think that's just a really good spot to start mm-hmm. i actually had a friend the other day who was like i don't know how to read the bible like where do i start and i told her just start with matthew and read matthew because it's pretty easy to read and it tells a lot about jesus's life and like the um things that he does and i think that's one of the coolest and easiest things to read in mm-hmm. the bible the next tip is to get devotionals and that is one way how I got started reading the Bible and it's they include like Bible verses and stuff but they also include real life like things and um current well not currently in a couple hours I'm ordering like one two three four five six six devotionals because I think you can read the Bible and then read a devotional as well and the devotional is just a really good way to, um, uh, what's the word? Guide. To like guide you through the Bible and through life I agree. with God. So I just think devotionals are a super big tip, help, helper. <laughs> so I forgot to mention this earlier in what work, what I do when I read the Bible, but I end every single time like prayer time or whatever with um of the same verse over and over like the same verse every single time and so it's kind of like a verse that you can have throughout the day and just like know by heart and I just like having a verse and mine's Galatians 2:20, and it talks um like living a new life in Christ. The verse is, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live in the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And I just start my day with that. With, with that so. I like that verse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do the next one. Um, the next one. Oh, you just did that. Uh, the next one is to have a have an accountability partner, which is just someone that can hold you accountable for reading the Bible, for getting into God's Word. And 
Ava's research says that 65% success, there is a 65% success rate when you publicly announce. Announce. You're going <laughs> I can't spell. I can't read. Together we make an awesome team. <laughs> There's a 65% success rate when you publicly announce your goals, but a 95% success rate when you have an accountability partner. So that's saying like, <laughs> publicly announcing your goals would be like putting on your Instagram like I'm gonna read every morning my Bible every morning or like telling your small groups I'm gonna read my Bible every morning but having like one person that you're like I'm gonna read my Bible every morning and then they text TV, you yeah they text you and they're like did you read your Bible this morning like um something along with that is you could also every like more or you could even start off with like two or three times a week you go with your young life leader, your church uh, youth leader, or anyone, and just go eat breakfast with them and ask them to read, like, help you read the Bible or read a devotion. And I think that's one way that also helped me start is I'd go to breakfast quite often with Jake, and he would read devotions with me. He'd read the scripture with me, and he'd just show me God's love. And so having someone to keep you accountable for that helps tremendously. Um, so yeah, I'll finish up the last two tips we have. So one is reading books by Christian authors. And so I like to do this in the morning. Sometimes I'll at the end I'll read like a chapter or two of a book. Um, and it doesn't just have to be like about Christianity, but it can just be like a life help book. And I think Especially by Christian authors, they kind of guide you um, through hard things or just living a day-to-day life when life seems pretty normal um, and still having God as the center focus. So I just think those are really healthy healthy and helpful. But um, so anyway, these are a bunch of different ways you can approach this. But definitely not all of them, that's and for sure. Definitely not all of them, but definitely you don't have to do all the ones that we said or any of the ones that we said, you can pick what works for you and that's what's most important is something that you're actually going to do and stick to. Um, yeah, I think that's that like the most important part of this podcast is like to pick what works for you. Like if watching YouTube videos or writing down the whole chapter like doesn't work for you and you're like, this is awful, like I'm not getting anything out of this, then find something new like there's so many ways to read the Bible and like, well, not even read the Bible, but there's other things you can read to get you into God's word mm-hmm. to start with. Yeah. So that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening. Go follow our Instagram at silverlining.podcast and share our podcast with your friends and family. Yep. We'll be back. We'll be back soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.